What is going on, everybody? Episode 8 of the Bryce Cakes Podcast. Let's kick it off. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Get it. Text and message, I don't know the number. Flexing on these niggas, every bone and muscle. Steady taking shots, never hurting them. Even then, y'all don't worry nothing. And I like to oh. give a shout out to oh. my niggas oh. with the game plan. And shout out to my niggas with the Episode 8 Bryce Kicks Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. What is up, everybody? Sunny Tuesday evening. Mississauga. You already know the deal. That song was Praise the Lord by ASAP Rocky featuring Skepta off of the new ASAP Rocky album called Testing. Now, this this album released last week alongside of Pusha T's new album and both of them are great I really enjoyed both um, two very different albums of course but nonetheless two great albums and so we both haven't heard or we both we all haven't heard from both Pusha T and ASAP Rocky in a while, but I believe it was been about two years, maybe three years since their last projects, but nonetheless, new music from them, two very different aesthetics, so starting with ASAP Rocky's testing album, you know, we've had a number of features, singles from ASAP Rocky uh, throughout the year, and uh, he his music that he puts out is always something that. I always check out, I enjoy his aesthetic, his, you know, his melodies, his beats that he comes out with, uh, with his tracks, so, I'm always, uh, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> I'm always checking out for new ASAP music, and, uh, I think that his new project was really good. I think that there was too many songs on the album, but, um, I think that of many albums, but overall, it was a great album. I enjoyed the aesthetic. Um, I think, once again, it could have been some fewer tracks, but some of the highlights for me are Praise the Lord, Skepta. Skepta's verse towards... Skepta's verse was just insane. I love the flow that he has. Let me play a little snippet of it. For those who haven't heard. It pours, it rains, it pours. Yeah. So, the path, the loose, go the hard. Go. I listen oh. to X, go. I beat. Yeah, that flow, not something you hear every day of. I'm into different, I'm into, you know, um, stuff that you don't hear all the time. And that was something great. And I actually enjoy Skepta's music as well. Um, so far right now, just a featured artist. I know he had his, uh, his latest album that came out uh, two years ago. Um, but I enjoy him on features, you know, I enjoyed his track on uh, Drake's playlist, his album, whatever you want to call it. Um, but I also like this song, this, the song, <laughs> I also like the song Buckshots. That's a good one as well. Um, let me play it for you here. Skipping. No. Homeboy, you 
Then you have, of course, the ASAP Forever track. This one on his album actually has Moby, T.I. and Kid Cudi. So T.I. and Kid Cudi are the two additions. And to be honest, little weak. T.I.'s verse, his, his little spiel that he had, I enjoyed it. Kid Cudi, little weak. So I'm a huge Kid Cudi fan. But his latest music that he's been dropping just has been not very memorable, in my opinion. Yeah, I know he's, uh, you know, had some substance abuse issues and some, you know, mental health issues. But nonetheless, I think some of his music has been a little bit weak lately. And, uh, but I am excited for his new album that he has with Kanye West uh, uh, coming out next month. Two artists that I obviously enjoy. Uh, very much but um, you know I have some good memories of listening to Kid Cudi music in high school you know going to the bus in fact one of his uh, I went to his concert and I think it was 2011 and it was it was a great great time and I, I the one memorable thing from the concert was the fact that I didn't remember it so why you're asking well I got so Hi, during that concert that I literally don't remember what had happened. I have no idea. That has never happened to me since. I've never gotten so high that I forgot a concert or forgot something. You know, you know, you get like short-term memory where you're like, oh, I forgot where, you know, I put my keys or something, but never to that extent. And, um, I mean, that just goes to show where I was at in, you know, grade 11. Um, not in terms of getting high or nothing like that, but I'm talking about tolerance, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, so yeah, but love Kid Cudi music, you know, he's, he's had his experimental albums with Wizard and all that other stuff, but nonetheless, something that was kinda, kinda, kinda weak. Um, but yeah, new album for him coming out next week, um, but... Yeah, this ASAP Rocky album, I enjoyed it. I enjoy the whole ASAP mob and that movement. I remember hearing some of his stuff, I think his first song. It wasn't Peso, but I think it was Purple. Um, but that first ASAP mixtape will go down as, you know, one of the best uh, mixtapes, in my opinion, of all time. Um, just based on impact that it's had on my life. I was huge into ASAP and, uh, you know going into grade 12 so going into 2012 um you know at the end of 2011 that was one of my favorite uh, tapes that i was listening to and one that had a big impact on my life so i was also looking out for the song called drops uh featuring kodak black i was looking forward to a nice kodak black feature but it's more so like a song verse from a prison um from a prison telephone so yeah, uh, not the best obviously because of quality because it's from, like I said, a prison telephone, but I thought we would have gotten a verse. I think that would have been cool. Other than that, um, I think uh, the song um, uh, Kids Turned Out Fine is good. Let me play that for you right now. Oh, oh.
So I I love the melody of that, you know, like his uh, Asap's always been a good artist. You can take a beat, slow it down, and you know, do a little bit of half singing in front of it, and you know, call it a day. And I and I like it, but uh, overall, um, you know, I think the album, if I were to give it a rating, I would give it a seven and point eight out of ten. So that's pretty good. It's a pretty good album. I enjoy it. Um, when I look back, I don't think it's one of, one of my favorite albums. But that song, Praise the Lord, that it played at the end, I really love that song. I fucking love that song. It's a good gym song. It's a good, uh, you know, car song. It's a good chill song if you just want to bob your head. Um, so definitely one that I enjoy. Um, like I said, Buckshots is good. A couple other ones um, as well. It's got a Frank Ocean feature. Kind of weak, kind of weak, but you know what? Let Frank Ocean cook, let him do his thing, let him drop another album in about a year or so and have that shit be fire. I'm cool with, uh, you know, checking out Frank Ocean music every two years, get a dope album from him. His last album, Blonde, was great. Next up to talk about, though, is Pusha T's Daytona album, Seven Tracks. Thank you for just putting out seven tracks. I said on a previous podcast how much I enjoy a short album. Just give me your best shit. Cut out all the filler. Cut out all the skits. I don't need that. We don't need that. So first song starts off. If you know, you know. Uh, let me add that all of the all of the songs on his album have credits to Kanye West production. And for those who haven't heard his uh, Pusha T's Breakfast Club interview, I highly recommend doing that. He talked about um, he talked about how he made the album, how the album was produced. It was made in Wyoming and uh, at a hotel, at a resort where apparently it had cost them close to fifty thousand dollars, or was it fifteen? I can't remember. It was in the tens of thousands of dollars per night that they were splitting to sort of go into this little resort where they had multiple rooms and levels where they could, you know, have Pusha T's album playing in one room. They had, uh, uh, and then Kanye West would go focus on Pusha T's album. Then the next one, he had his album. And then the next room, he had Tiana Taylor's album, which apparently is coming out, which I don't even see her as a musician anymore. Like, she, like, I don't even know. She just doesn't put out that much music. Um, But I guess she's coming out with some stuff uh, this year, which should be good. But nonetheless, um, Daytona, like I said, produced in Wyoming, um, which is cool. You know, I know Kanye's big into sort of going into uh, isolation to create his music. I know he'd done that with Hawaii. Hawaii was sort of his safe place where he made a, a bunch of music including, you know, Cruel Summer, including My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy, Jesus, etc., etc., um, Graduation. So, uh, Daytona, Pusha T, a little bit of controversy surrounding the album cover, which is uh, Whitney Houston's bathroom, where she has, you know, drugs and drug paraphernalia spread out on the bathroom. I know Whitney Houston's camp, they were uh, felt a type of way about it, but you know what, suck it up. Uh, you know, I, I understand, uh, you know, respecting and mourning for the deceased, but 
you know what, it's hip hop, you know, you can't expect people to be decent people, you know, uh, so first track, if you know, you know, let's check it out. On that boy, rock star like Pink Floyd, waving that rude boy. I'm waving at you, boy. So right off the bat, you can tell Pusha T loves like pronouncing the words. He's kind of has the same flow. I would like to see him switch it up a bit, but nonetheless, like you hear every word that he says, and I respect that. But when this beat drops, lit boy, you don't take these type of risks, boy, cause this boy been throwing that D like rich boy, you miss boy. Your numbers don't add up on the blow. That was 10 years ago. If you know, you know. Oh. If you know, you know. Dope, dope stuff. So, love that track from Pusha T. Number of other great songs. Um, we have a Kanye West verse. We have a Rick Ross verse. Both of which are pretty, pretty good. Um, one of my favorite tracks, though, is... Uh, I believe it's come maybe come back baby is it this one I want to yes. When it goes to the chorus, that's my favorite part of the song. One of my favorite albums on the favorite songs on the album, rather. So, love that track. Now, this leads us into the newest from Pusha T is his beef with Drake. So, Pusha T threw shots at Drake in a song, rebringing up the credits uh, where he mentioned, sorry, rebringing up the ghost writing rumors for Drake and Drake felt the type of way same day with same day Drake puts out his duppy diss track now I'm gonna be completely honest that track uh, it had a couple lines in it you know uh, it had a couple lines in it I'm gonna pull up the lyrics now but you know what overall I respect Drake for coming at it same day and not waiting a week like freaking Meek Mill did but overall the beat was a little whack. I thought his his uh, flow at the beginning it just didn't match quite with the beat. I thought he was a little off beat, but nonetheless, he had a couple couple bangers. Um, you know, he said that you're not even top five as far as your label talent goes. I mean, he had some good good shit on there, right? Cool. Later that day, Drake comes out with his song "Upset." Weak. That song. If that's on an album, that's I'm that has to be the worst song on his album. I hope so because it really it wasn't that great. And you know what? I expect a little bit more from Drake in terms of albums, and it's just classic. The song's called "I'm Upset." It's like Drake instead of making a song called "I'm Upset" or in your chorus instead of saying "I'm Upset," you should be doing it in a more creative way. As opposed to saying, hey guys, I'm mad. How are you mad? Tell us why. And you know, he does in the song and stuff like that. But 
to name the song I'm Upset, to, to have in your chorus you saying I'm Upset, you know, I just think that there's more creative ways that you can do that. But keep in mind, this is advice coming from someone who's not a musician, not an artist, and someone who has zero uh, <laughs> album creating experiences. Uh, nonetheless, Pusha T finally comes out with his response about, you know, a few days later. And he essentially exposes Drake for being a father, which is a little bit crazy to me. So I guess he's sort of breaking news, although no one can confirm nor deny that Drake is a kid. But he basically says that Drake is a kid. And the way that they know this is because Drake is currently in talks with Adidas about coming out with a clothing line. And his clothing line is for kids. And it's supposed to, I guess, the rollout of that sort of kids Drake Adidas line is supposed to intro to the world that he has a kid. I don't know. Nonetheless, it's just it's just crazy. It's overall it's kind of a weak weak beef. Drake and Pusha T have always gone back and forth. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just kind of weak. It's not something that's you know too juicy or nothing. If they were to square up, which would obviously never happen, then it would make it more interesting. But since that's not going to happen, you know, let's just avoid talking about it. And so, overall, Pusha T's album, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Shorter, and I think right now it should be currently up for hip-hop album of the year. And I think it just had the most buzz surrounding it. But with that being said, we still have Drake's album to come out, Kanye and Kid Cudi to come out, Nas to still to come out. I think a Kanye solo album to come out. We have, you know, we've had this Pusha T album. We apparently have a, uh, or, or not Pusha T, we have this um, ASAP Rocky album coming out. We have an album from Tyler, the creator. So still lots of music still to be heard. So a little early to, to be announcing, you know, album of the year and, 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 uh, and whatnot. So complete 180. Another thing that I want to talk about is the Champions League final that happened over the weekend. And um, I've been a Madrid supporter since about 2009, since Ronaldo came to the scene, um, you know, with his memorable transfer from Manchester United to the Bernabeu, to Real Madrid, to Spain, um, which is a historic transfer for several reasons number one you know it, it really cemented Ronaldo into uh, you know that's that that world stardom uh, you know going to essentially the most prof one of the most pro well Manchester United is the most profitable football club um, from what I understand with Madrid coming to a close second um, or it may be the other way around. Madrid may be first and M Manchester United is a close second. But nonetheless, he made a transfer to go in the league where all of the biggest stars are. And that really allowed him to sort of go into his like God mode that he gets into in terms of scoring and opportunity. You know, uh, the Premier League is the greatest leagues in the world. 
um, for a number of reasons, being competition, storytelling, history, etc., etc. But La Liga in Spain is the league where people go to become stars and to reach that pinnacle, that next level of of stardom because they have fewer uh, good teams, right? So they have teams that, um, you know, are lesser so they can, you know, you have your Messi's, your Ronaldo's who can go in and score, you know, <coughs> get hat-tricks, score four goals in a game, you know. But uh, this year uh, from Ronaldo, we did see an amazing performance, not necessarily in the Champions League uh, final, Although he had a, did have a great Champions League run. Uh, but, uh, I mean, his performance against Juventus when he scored the bicycle kick goal was just outrageous. And, you know, there's currently there are rumors that he's mainly the team. Um, and the proof surrounding that is, A, he wasn't in the 2019 uh, Real Madrid kit uh, uh, unveiling. You know, each year they have their own press run to release their new uh, jerseys that they have for the year. Ronaldo wasn't featured in that. And the other one is in a press conference uh, after the Champions League final, he used past tense to describe his time in Madrid, staying something paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of, oh, my time at Madrid has been great. You know, insinuating that... It, you know, his time at Madrid has come to an end. Now, this could be strategic to, you know, negotiate for a bigger contract. I don't really know where he is at his, on his contract. But, um, you know, it could be strategic. Um, but overall, I don't really think it's warranted. I don't think it should have done that. You know, it takes... It, it, it became a headline and it sort of takes away from, you know, what Bale, I think, had accomplished. You know, he had a great... He had a great game, of course. Scored two goals... One of which was, in my opinion, the best Champions League final goal of all time. Um, I think second, believe it or not, was uh, Zidane's and thirds was Mandzukic. And the reason why I think Zidane's goal was a little bit better than Mandzukic, they actually could be tied. But I'm going to put Zidane. And the reason being because he cracked that volley without bumping it to his chest. So without you know having that extra second where he was able to control the ball, he literally just went up and just cracked it as hard as he could, you know, sinking it into the top corner. Um, it was against a technically a lesser team. You know, I think it was Bayer Leverkusen or something like that in the Champions League final. But... I, I think because of the fact that he received the cross and without controlling it with his chest, he just went straight volley and cracked it top left corner. I think that puts it over Mandzukic. But the only other arg counter argument could be the play leading up to Mandzukic's uh, bicycle kick goal was better than that of Zidane's goal. So if you remember, there was a number of quick passing that tiki taka style play for a bit pass 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 the cross came into Iguain. Iguain one touched it and Mandzukic chest bump back to the goal does a bicycle kick and roofs it um right above right above Navas and you know that was a great goal too of course of course but in my opinion I'd put Vrans based on the fact that 
you know, he just did a one-touch crack into the top corner without controlling the ball. Mind you, he didn't have his back to the goal. Of course, it's obviously harder to score when you're back to the goal. But nonetheless, I would give it a tie. But I think I like Zidane a little bit better than Mandzukic, so I got a potential bias. Nonetheless, Liverpool, I've come to really enjoy Liverpool play this year. Um, you know, they've been, I, I've become a huge Premier League fan uh, over the past year. And so I've really enjoyed their growth. You know, I think Jurgen Klopp did an amazing job at, uh, you know, using his resources to his best ability. He got rid of Coutinho, uh, allowed for a little bit of extra funds so that he could buy Van Dyke, um, which was a great addition to the squad. But, you know, they had major weaknesses, and I think that. You know, um, they got the sh they got unlucky. It was unlucky because Carius had a shit game. You know, obviously he had more errors in that game than he did all season long, right? So that's a big issue. And now that there's now there are talks to to get Allison from Roma, which I think could be an, a good addition. But apparently Roma is putting like a ninety million dollar price tag on him. So who's to really know uh, what? is going to plan out. But nonetheless, Champions League final, Madrid wins their third straight title, and I think that they deserve uh, a lot of credit. If you look at their team from the past three years, there's only been one or two additional changes. So that has to be, you know, the best Champions League team of all time. Now, the reason why you can't really say that they're the best team of all time is because they have struggled to win their league. They have struggled to win uh, the Copa del Rey. You know, they've won one each in the past five years, I believe. Five years, three years, I can't remember. But in the past three to five years, they've won their league once. And they've won the Copa del Rey final one time. So, you can't really say they're the best team of all time despite winning a tournament that means you're the best team in all of Europe. So a little bit, a little bit of confusion there, a little tricky to understand. But I, I, I think that they are uh, the best team of all time in terms of Champions League, uh, just based on the, their run that they've gotten. I, you know, you're only as good as you are on the night that you play, right? So if Liverpool perhaps still had Salah in. Then the game would have been different, of course. But nonetheless, um, I think that it was a great game. You know, I think Ramos. I like Ramos, but he's a fucking. He's a little shit. You know what I mean? So take that for a grain of salt. And overall, I just think that you know, next year for Madrid, some of the changes that they need to make um, are 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 gonna gonna come into play and I think that they should uh, uh, you know even though Navas is a great goalie and is completely underrated or maybe not underrated but underappreciated is the word, word I still think they should make their bid for De Gea De Gea had a great season and when you're Madrid and you have a billion dollars that you can spend on players why not get the best you know what I mean and he's been linked to the club and obviously has expressed his interest but I think that playing for Jose Mourinho could Jose Mourinho is probably a nightmare, you know. You've seen him on a number of occasions where he throws his team under the bus and never takes the blame. But either way, 
I think that um, next year's season in the Champions League, you know, of course you're going to see Madrid going to want to go for it again. I think that uh, um, I think that Ronaldo should stay with Madrid because how do you leave if you if you leave Madrid? What team are you going to go to? Any other team is going to be a lesser team than Madrid is. He's not going to go to Barcelona. You know that for sure. Bayern Munich got kicked out of Champions League early. And they've been shaky against Madrid. So why would you go to a lesser team? So the only option is to stay, in my opinion... He may be getting, uh, you know, not that creative challenge that he once was, but I think he should stay. And I think that his career internationally uh, this year uh, in the World Cup will determine the Ballon d'Or trophy winner. And right now it's come down to Messi and Ronaldo. You know, Messi got won the league. They won the Copa del Rey. He did score the most goals of any player this year. Which is a great feature, you know. Ronaldo's got the Ronaldo's got the uh, the Champions League, which is huge. But I would still give him a draw, and I still think it's going to come down to who finishes better. Um, I think it's going to come down to who finishes better in the World Cup. And unfortunately, right now, I think because of you know the end of uh, uh, the, the the season for Liverpool, I do think that. Uh, Salah will be a close third or even second to Messi or Ronaldo asked in in regards to who does better because I just don't think that Egypt has what it takes to um I think that it will be a successful tournament if 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 Egypt gets out of their group stage anything else I just don't see happening and that pretty much wraps up the podcast today. I just wanted to get you a quick one. Just hit that half an hour mark. Um, if you haven't already checked out uh, some of my new videos that I'm posting on my channel, on my YouTube channel, I got a bunch of new stuff coming. I have a giveaway. So for anyone listening still on the podcast, going to be doing a giveaway. It's a bit of a surprise. Tomorrow I'll be creating a video um, talking about the giveaway and sort of an accomplishment that I've had uh, so far. Uh, with one of my videos. Nonetheless, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Bryce Kicks podcast. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Bryce Kicks on on Instagram and my personal account, Bryceandmore5. Nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for checking it out. Peace. Now that the tears dry and the pain takes over, let's talk this payola, payola. You killed God's baby when it wasn't his will and blood spill. We can't talk this shit over, shit over. The Lord is my shepherd. I am not sheep. I am just a stone's throw from the streets. My own.